Yeah, that's. I mean, it. it you know, I'm just, I just. I had the same diet for a long time. That's true. So did so did pizza. Every once in a while, I'd have like a burger, and uh, that's yeah, yeah, soda, pizza, and burgers. All like literally every meal I have is just pizza with soda. That's it. For reals? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was say, it says, okay, buddy. <laughs> it, it says something about me that you almost believed that. <laughs> well, the pizza part was the pizza part was on the fence, but the soda part, I believe. Yeah, you drink, you yeah. drink, you drink those sodas like a fucking champion. That's true, actually. My like almost every meal that I have has soda with it. That's yeah. There's a problem there somewhere. Dude, I haven't had a soda for months. I'm cra- I, I crave I'm craving because you know Coca Cola in a bottle was like my that was like my that was like my treat beverage. Yeah, and I haven't had one for so long, and I'm, I'm like pretty frequently like just put that sugary goodness <laughs> in, in me. Dude, just have it, dude. Come to the dark side. Nah, man, I'll just keep drinking those Lacroix. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lacroix. If I want to drink six in a row, I can. No problem. That's fair, but like all I all I end up with is just I'm hydrated. The like the same could be said about like shoving my head in a toilet. Like I could do that quite a few times in a row. I just do not want to. Right, but that's the thing. I do want to, and there's no like there's no downside, and I'm hydrated. You know what else is hydrated? The swimming land. Ah, oh, goddamn it, man! <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Welcome back to the Savage Land. As each and every week, I am Jason, and we've also got in the the Utah the Utah Savage Branch town. Who's over there? That's the USB for short. <laughs> uh, it's Matt. I am Matthew. And Rachel, Rachel is out sick. She's uh, she's been attacked by the the viral the viral beasts of the southern wild. What? She she got the rage virus. <laughs> um, today we are going to be talking about Logan and Get Out. Um, before that, we'll do our typical catch up, just like we do every week. Uh, but also, we just wanted to let you guys know that uh, next week on the show we will be having writer Zach Kaplan from the comic book Eclipse. Uh, from Image Comics on the show, and so we wanted to let you know really quick, uh, part of that interview we'll be doing uh, like a lightning round with our questions and your questions, so if you have anything that you want to ask Zach about his writing process, about creating comics, or I don't know, what his favorite ice cream is, whatever the hell it is, uh, you can tweet it to us at SavageLandPod, or email us, uh, SavageLandPodcast at gmail.com, or us at SavageLandPodcast.com, whatever you want. Um, but send us those emails and tweets uh, with your questions for Zach Kaplan. Make sure you get them to us uh, by Sunday when you're hearing this. So that is, let's see, Sunday the 12th, I believe. Yeah. Yep. The 12th. Uh, send us those questions by the 12th in order to get them asked, if you'd like. Yep. But uh, that's all the news. So shit, man. Let's. Uh, it's it's been it's been quite a week. Let's get into some damn catch up. Been a whole week been a whole week actually a little more than a week hot diggity hot dog dang tootin <laughs> tootin to good bum uh do you want to start or do you want me to start um i'll start 
Um, sorry, I was just looking up. I was looking up if Zach Kaplan had done anything else. No, he's just done Eclipse. Yeah, it's his first comic book. His is it's his it's his debut outing. Oh, uh, it's exciting. Okay, cool. Uh, my catch up is man. I all I've been doing with my life is um playing Horizon Zero Dawn. How is it? <laughs> we haven't we haven't heard anything about it uh, since the show because last week you were just talking about downloading it. I was. Uh, yeah, I think the appropriate word is impressive. Um. Yeah, once in a while a game comes along and they just nail it, and it's just uh, above and beyond expectations, and I think this game sits firmly in that camp of exceptional graphics, really fun gameplay, uh, an engrossing story, interesting characters. Um, It's good, man. It's a good game. What were we going to ask? I was just going to ask, so is it like like an RPG? Kind of. It's more like an action uh, open world. Um, like, uh, I think there's a lot of comparisons that have been drawn to The Witcher. Oh, okay. I never ended up playing uh, The Witcher, but... That was good. I, I mean, might as well just play Horizon Zero Dawn at this point. But, yeah, it's cool, man. It's, you know, it's like post-post-apocalyptic. So is it, I mean, and, is it uh, similar in gameplay style to, like, um, Fallout? No, it's third person. Oh, cool. It's like GTA. Yeah, like GTA. Let I mean, me fit it into I mean, a, a little a little box. Just yeah, fit it into that box. Um, yeah, no. So it's uh, it's like the bat. It's, I mean, it's, I, I would say it's if you're trying to go for like gameplay, it's like the Batman game in the sense of like third that. person with with like pretty good combat system. That's cool. So the what's the sort of like story or objective of the game? Um, story. I mean, I don't want to give too much away because it's such a it it doesn't really give you a lot. Um, yeah, like where do you where do you like fun story? It's, it's such a fun story to uncover. But the basic, the, yeah, like, the, like where you start int- out. The intro, at. yeah, the intro premise is like, um, you're this girl, you're raised by this dude, uh, in this valley, this like protected valley, and he like teaches you how to be a like a warrior hunter, and you have to go like, you know, he like teaches you how to like. You know, sneak around, and he teaches you how to shoot a bow and arrow, and he teaches you how to um, you know, uh, handle these robots, deal with these robot dinosaur things. But there's really no explanation about why they're there, or, you know, anything like that. Oh. Uh, and then the rest of the, and then you know, you grow up, and uh, you you go and like to join this tribe and to be, like become a, a member of this tribe or whatever, and then kind of just shit just hits the fan and goes from there uh but man it's cool it's, i mean it's a huge open world and um a good chunk of it takes place in what w- was utah what oh. was sort of the utah california nevada desert desert area that's always so that's a, really cool that's like a fun thing that's been happening in uh uh video games lately is utah ends up being in it for a while yeah like the last of us had salt lake city in it yeah yeah uh, so like there's Bryce Canyons in it. That's really cool. I mean, it doesn't look like really look like Bryce Canyon, but you know, it's still like all the, <laughs> it's still like all the hoodoos and and the desert looks super cool. And then, you know, there's a, like, there's a dope jungle in the game and mountains and it's, it's cool, man. It's a good game. I'm really into it. All the, all the robot dinosaurs are super cool. They're not all dinosaurs, but, uh, <laughs> one can, one can only hope. Well, I mean, some look like, you know, horses or saber tigers or cows or, birds and stuff do the dinosaurs reign supreme or is there no like pecking order amongst the robots um 
there's a little bit of yeah sometimes that's kind of fun so sometimes you come across the robots fighting each other not as much but sometimes well uh, so it's it's like a it's like a world that's been overrun by robots uh-huh that's kind of cool i like that yeah yeah it's super cool and so you have to go figure out like you know your destiny and blah 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 and i'm not gonna are you a robot story story points away no you're okay a you're a human okay but That's you have cool. a cool little robot. You have a cool little robot interface, uh, so you can like scan robots and do computer stuff too. It's kind of cool. Are you like a cyborg, or is it just stuff that you have? It's like a little like thing you can just like put next to your ear, and it can kind of you can activate it like a Bluetooth. Kind of like a Bluetooth, yeah, exactly. That's dope. Uh, it's cool, man. I mean, it's a, it's a it's, you know, it's it's interesting, and it's you know, and a lot of there's a lot of like. Uh, uh, crafting involved, which is fun. There's all sorts of stuff you can climb. It's dope, man. And the graphics are super good. I mean, I would say, hands down, top five games from the past five years. Oh wow! If not more, I mean, it's it's good. It is a good game. That's freaking uh, dope, dude. Yeah, and right up my alley. That's the kind of games I like to play. Games I can actually, uh, games I can do well in, unlike any first-person shooter on the uh, online. Yeah, because I will die. <laughs> dude battlefront i've noticed battlefront on the ps4 is totally different than how it is on uh on xbox i am so much worse on the ps4 hmm. oh, you think it's just the controller or do you think people are better i don't think it's the controller i think that there are legitimate differences in the game uh oh. yeah there very well could be like it because the, the the controls just feel different especially like i mean we i remember like we we had played like fighter squadron at one point and like I was doing really well, and then I played it on the PS4, and it was like it was the fucking like I couldn't kill anyone. It was weird. Huh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, something about it. No, and I just suck at those games anyway. So. Yeah, I get you. That's like I I'm not that great at first person shooters. Like if I play anybody in like Call of Duty or like Halo or anything like that, I'm usually gonna lose if they are even remotely good at it. Mm-hmm. Um. But well, yeah. well, see, I I like first person shooters if it's like a story based game, right? If it's like. I don't know what's the last one I played. Uh, Far like Far Cry Primal. I played that. That's a first person shooter, but oh, yeah. it's not online, so I can actually, you know, I can I can do all right. It's just when I play other people because I'm not good at that. Yeah, no, yeah. me me neither, man. I'm not I'm not good at first person shooter online stuff. I'm good with like GTA, like that that type of shooter. I'm pretty good with, but mm-hmm. no. So anyway, um, <coughs> that's, it's, that's that's been that took over a lot of time. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but we did watch. Uh, we, we're almost done with the third season of Silicon Valley, uh, which is super funny. Dude, Have you watched it? I love Silicon Valley so much. Did you watch? You watched the third season? Uh, I believe so. That one, like, it, when did it finish? Uh, I don't know. Not too long ago. It's the one with uh, when they when they um, when they when Pipe Pipe Piper actually gets money and they start making a. They start making oh, a platform, and, yes, then, yes. and then the boss, like, he, he tries to get him to make a box instead. Yes, I, oh, God, I love that season, dude. Oh, that's super good. So, uh, yeah, we're not quite done yet. We're almost done, but I'm loving it, man. This guy, that's, that's just good, funny comedy. It really is. Like, it, it bums me out that the seasons are so short of Silicon Valley, because for but three, the, but, for, they're really good. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're sacrificing quantity, but you're getting... It's massive quality. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think there is something to be said about that because most shows try to drag out their seasons for so long now that mm-hmm. in a way it is refreshing for a show to stick to 10 episodes a season. 
Well, to stick to ten, and and specifically because that's all they need, right? They're, they mm-hmm. tell they tell the they tell the whole story. It doesn't need a ton. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, man, that's so funny. It's oh. so funny. Yeah. It's like, and I just, I don't know. TV humor is rare these days for me, and that show just is too too good. It it is far too good, and like, I mean, Mike Judge is a fucking master. Did you end up watching Extract the other day? We did, we did. Jenica didn't love it. I thought I, 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 I had seen it. I forgot, but I had seen it. Oh, gotcha. And uh, I like it. I don't think it's his best stuff, but uh, it's it's got some good stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to top like Idiocracy and Office Space and stuff yeah. like that that he's done. Um, but I liked Extract. There's, you know, it's it's fun. Um, uh, yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're getting in on like the right timing though for finishing season three of silicon valley because season four comes out like next month oh for reals yeah nice yeah they yeah yeah we 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 delayed that um but speaking of hbo we're about to get season three of the leftovers oh yeah and i just and i i just for a final season so you know the guys who were writing it had had a direction in mind and it was a three-season show and they they got it and they're doing it so i like that that's exciting because they specifically said you know we're going to do this right they did the first two seasons pretty close to each other and then they spent i think this one took two years to get get through oh wow Um, but you know they're 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 pumping it as like two years and 100 percent worth it and if that's the case with how good season two was that show is gonna kill yeah so I I've heard good things. Eventually, I'll watch it. Tell you, man. I it it's uh, I don't know. It's the top of my list of t- television shows that have been well worth time watch time spent watching. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But no. So then we watched uh, Passengers. Okay. With uh, with uh, with uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. What's her name? Yeah. Eh. Eh. It's okay. <laughs> not, yeah not, not great not terrible as far I as i mean there was a mo- there was a moment we were like don't be titanic in space don't be titanic <laughs> in space and it wasn't but it also as soon as that movie ended we were like oh they could have done this and 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 they could have done you know i mean there's just a billion different things you could have done to get out of that situation yeah and uh it just didn't like it Mm-mm. nope as far as far as science fiction goes there were there were certain parts of it that were fun and imaginative and i think you know were were a little unique but then like a lot of the story elements of it were uh definitely not as creative as they could have been no man it it, it was like you're touching on something you almost have it and then you just you just fall back on tropes and it's just like come on guys you're 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 so close and you fucked it up i don't know that seems to be the seems to be the path of science fiction these days yeah, it really does. It's it's kind of it's kind of annoying, but I mean, it is. It's still good though that you know there's movies like uh, I don't know Dunkirk and uh, or not Dunkirk. Sorry, um, I was thinking Christopher Nolan, <laughs> like Arrival and you know Interstellar mm-hmm. and some of those other science fiction movies that are pretty smart. I mean, Interstellar could be argued that it didn't really uh, you know it ended up losing its vision by the end of it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's good that. I don't know. It's good that there are yeah. still those intellectual ones that that I think speak true to it, and I it would be hard to f- to get 
every science fiction movie up to that level because it is kind of hard to find and carve out unique space in that genre. Sure. No, I, I mean, but, I'm with you. And I don't know. We saw that trailer for that new Life movie. That looked kind of cool. It looks kind of cool, but I also feel like it's it's going to be another type, one of those movies where you watch it and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it could be. It's going to be alien, but not alien. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Every time I watch that trailer, I go, oh, this looks really cool, but I always feel like there's just something in that movie that's just like kind of off. Right. Uh, did we talk about the alien trailer? Because holy shit. Oh, yeah, the, the new trailer. The, no, we did not talk about that. Go ahead and talk about that. I think I just did. Holy shit. Did you hear Ridley Scott said he has six more alien movies in him? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'm just fine with that. I don't know, man. Ridley Scott just makes good movies, and he's making alien movies. So, Well, I mean, I don't know. Awesome. What, what did you think of Prometheus, though? I really liked Prometheus. Really? Yeah, so I, I, I am 100% on board with Prometheus. I thought Prometheus was... One of the best uh, sci-fi horror films in a while. I thought it was super good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so I'm on board. He, he, the, he's done wrong, but no, I, I don't think he's done wrong. He didn't do any of the shitty alien movies. He just did the two good ones and Prometheus. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is a lot of people look at Prometheus as doing something wrong. Yeah, but they're wrong. So whatever. <laughs> As you know, no, I'm not I, insanely attached to that franchise, so I don't have necessarily an opinion. No, I just like that kind of cool like exploration stuff, and and I really like this the, these like high concepts of like life seeded on Earth by an alien species and stuff, and all that kind of. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. We watched one other movie. Uh, it was called Plus One. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> it was hands down. The worst movie I have seen in a long time, by far. It was, really? uh, oh yeah, it was, uh, don't wa- A, don't watch it. You're wasting your time. B, it was, uh, Hulu. It was on, you can watch it on Hulu. Anyway, it's like this, like, college kids. This college kid is like, has this girlfriend who goes to a different college and he, like, meets up with her. And then, like, as they're like, as they, he, like, goes to meet her at her college and, like, say hi and surprise her, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she's doing stuff. And then he, like, like in some like an absolutely unexplainable scene, he kisses some other girl and that and his girlfriend sees him and like, so they break up and then they like somehow all meet back up in their hometown for some party. Anyway, I'm getting somewhere with this, but this is, this is, this is how bad this movie was. So <laughs> all that happens and there's a cut scene and it's, you're in space and it like tracks a meteor for a while. And then the meteor like crashes into the ground and like sends blue lightning everywhere. Huh? That happens. And then there's another, 20 minutes to a half an hour of like kids getting ready for the party talking about breaking up with this girlfriend getting to the party like you know like walking around the party the most ridiculous party you've ever seen in your entire life that would never happen in a million years and just hmm. like rampantly sexist and rampantly ridiculous and rampantly stereotypical with like some like overt cultural appropriation stuff going on in there with like bikini girls and native american headdresses like posing and getting the pictures to I, I mean it was just garbage it was like it, we, were, we were watching it and it was like we can't stop watching this train wreck it's just like you gotta keep going anyway apparently this meteor like like skips time or something because then after they're at the party for like an hour there's a power out when the power comes back on they're there and their doubles from like 20 minutes ago were also at the party and then 
wacky double stuff ensues. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man, it was so bad. And then here's here's the clincher. So the guy, the main guy, whose girlfriend broke up with him, he like he like gets in a room with her and he's like trying to apologize, and she's like. You're a horrible apologizer, blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to talk to you again. Get the fuck out of my life. This double thing happens, right? So then he goes and tries to talk to her, 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 her self from the past. But mm-hmm. like, but he knows the right things to say this time so he can like win her back now. <laughs> so, so he fucking, he wins past her back. And then there's some like weird time jumpy stuff. And like, he gets confused as to which one's which. And, and then anyway, at the end of the movie, he kills the the original one and he hooks up with the past one like he literally kills his girlfriend because she didn't get together with him what? so he can hook up with the one from the past that he had previous information so he could feed her the like the what she wanted to hear and that was the end of the movie like that's, and then they and then they live happily ever after that's really weird and dumb it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life and i don't i mean honestly i would say don't watch it and i would almost say watch it just to be like just to watch the train wreck happen it was like full steam ahead garbage <laughs> machine it was unreal i i'm i mean i i haven't seen a movie that ridiculous in a long time and then i went on to imdb it's got like 66 percent rating and like i'm going down the like user reviews and people are like this movie's so original and hip and cool and like it just changes like all these like new ideas and well you know and i was like what what is happening to humanity right now? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so I'm looking at it on IMDb right now. It's got a 5.5 rating, which like that, that blows me away that more than half, like barely more, but more than half of the people who rated this movie are rating it well. Um, the, the guy who wrote and directed it though, directed the last house on the left remake as well. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it is not worth your time, but it's so worth your time. Like I would say, <laughs> I would say that's a like that's like a get together with friends and 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 drink a lot and watch that movie because that could be pretty fun, just to like hang out and watch a shitty movie and enjoy the train wreck. Yeah, like just a drink and and talk some shit on the movie while you're watching it type thing. Yeah, because there's literally there's a part in the movie where like the current time the current time and the twenty minutes in the past time like. They decide that the other time is out to get them, so they all like gear up with weapons and attack each other. <laughs> I swear to God, man, huh. it was so ridiculous. Oh, wow, man, the dude yeah, like he—I don't know. This this director seems like a chump. He's he's got two movies that he uh, directed coming out this year. Which usually, if you're directing two films in a year, that's I don't know. It's not a good sign. Maybe you didn't do something right. Yeah, like because it's just—I mean—that's—that's that's a sign that you're just like, either like you're you're just kind of either mailing it in or doing something that's not very creative or I don't know, like no, like nobody nobody directs two good films in one year. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, unless I'm wrong. If anyone has any examples of somebody doing that, feel free to to prove me wrong. But I'm not going to look it up. No. Well, anyway. So, uh, long story short, yikes. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, and, that, uh, and the main actors and the main actors got the weirdest little shitty smile face. I hate him. <laughs> That's he's always the good. same kid. He's the same kid who was like the main bad guy in the Purge. 
Mm. And he's got a really weird little like he's got like a straight mouth with like two like pretty upturned little Joker turns at the top of his at the back of his mouth. Okay, yeah, so I know. What so you're he's like always kind of got a shitty shit eating smile on his face. He's typecast as like just the the conniving little kid that you hate. Right. Ugh. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Anyway, I'm uh that that. That's all you got. I think that's all. I think that's plenty. Um, all right. Um, this week I, let's see for my catch up. I read, oh, I read the, uh, the first two books of AD after death by, uh, written by Scott Snyder and with art by Jeff Lemire. Oh yeah. Is that super good? It's insanely good. Um, so first off the book is cause, so I guess Scott Snyder has kind of been stewing on this story for a long time. And, uh, I guess like he and Jeff Lemire are really good buddies and he was talking to him. Uh, just about the story and how he kind of wanted to do it as like a novel, you know, or he wasn't sure how he wanted to execute it. And Jeff was just like, dude, just like write it prose. And then like, let's, you know, like come up with a fun way to do it. And so it's a, it's, it's cool. Cause it's like, it's got a ton of prose in it. Kind of like black Monday murders does, you know, mm-hmm. but the way they do it is like all of, he kind of has like, he has a journal cause it's, so he's, he was part of like an experimental like program type thing that they did for a bunch of people where they essentially cured death and disease. Um, and so he's been living for hundreds and hundreds of years in like this sort of utopian society, um, that's kind of above the rest of the world, above all the like pollution and all this stuff. Um, and like the, the rest of like the, the kind of world down on the surface is sort of unknown or abandoned. Um, but he's been keeping record for so long because when you live for that long, you know, the sort of, uh, conceit in the story is that you kind of forget the details of your life and the people that you knew after so many, you know, after so many hundreds of years. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so there's people with like all these sort of past relationships and stuff like that. that They don't remember, but this guy has been uh, keeping like journals and, and kind of logging his life ever since he was a kid because he had kind of some tragedy and stuff like that. Um, Uh And so all of the stuff that he's telling about the early portions of his life are written in prose and like every, Every, you know, either every page or every other page, depending on the scene, has just like kind of one sort of watercolor illustration by Jeff Lemire on it. Um, and they're always like really cool little moments that speak to whatever is being described in the story. But then all of the like present day and, you know, slightly like there's also some of it that's a little bit in the future um, is all sequential panel story uh, storytelling, like conventional comic oh. storytelling with Jeff Lemire. That's cool. It's really cool, like, and it, and it blends it really well, and, like, the prose isn't, like, just typical, like, you know, stacked paragraph on a page. It's, like, always arranged in kind of this cool way that guides your eyes through the illustration that Jeff Lemire has. Um, uh-huh. And it's it's just, like, a really well-designed book, and it's really, like, it's big. The pages are, like, probably 150% the size of a regular comic book page, so it's, like, big. Uh, that's cool so good dude and like just jeff lemire's like watercolors and it's like really expressive storytelling and they're his art style has kind of put me off in the past but something about this really makes it work um yeah because i don't love his art i don't love his art style either but yeah because it is like like I, i think in a certain light and in some cases it can kind of look just like bad art right yes but it's absolutely like there's i don't know there's something about this one that really makes me like it and uh in some of the scenes, there's, like, kind of this cool, like, either, like, robotics or, like, kind of, like, some sci-fi future stuff or some really weird, like, organic, uh, like, plant life that's sort of sentient. But, like, the way that he colors it and, like, does all this stuff with his, like, watercolors and line art and stuff, like, 
it's I don't know. It's like gorgeous. It's fucking beautiful. Um, and and obviously Scott Snyder's writing. It's just it's it's like haunting and really cool and just like he really gets inside the head of this guy who's been alive for you know eight hundred years or whatever. Um, it's just it's it's really good. And so the the third chapter of it I think comes out either at the end of this month or the beginning of next month, and then it's that's the complete collection, and they're going to be collecting it in the hardcover. Nice. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, and I guess that he, like Snyder and Lemire basically are taking like the minimum amount that they can for this book, and all of the rest of the profits from this book are going to a foundation that Image Comics started, which is basically like helping young comics creators uh, get their work published, which is really cool. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So like neither of them are really like trying to profit from it or anything. They're just doing it because they wanted to try something new, and by doing so, just essentially donating stuff yeah right on super cool and i guess uh just like that reminded me i'll bring it up really quick jeff lemire now is going exclusively creator owned for all of his stuff that doesn't surprise me i, I mean i think he, he had marvel was sort of like he had enough sort of a and dc right mm-hmm. he did a bunch of dc stuff too yeah that it, now he doesn't really need to piggyback on those guys anymore and can just totally run with run with his own People, he's he's got a his his name is well known enough now that I think anyone's going to read it just because it's Jeff Lemire. Yeah, I mean he's like he's been in the industry for I think well over ten years at this point. He spent like six or seven years pretty much exclusive to DC doing tons of different books for them, and then he jumped over to Marvel. And obviously, you've probably seen like he did a shit ton of books for Marvel. I mean, from all corners of their universe, he did like some Inhumans, some X Men, some Avengers stuff, like Old Man Logan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that. So I have been reading Old Man Logan. I've been reading that uh, the past week, and that's super good. Yeah, I've I've been really wanting to read it, especially now that he's jumping off pretty soon. I'm like, okay, it'll kind of be like its own sort of long collected um, run. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the guy the guy's been all over the place from Vertigo to DC, uh, Marvel, Valiant, like all of those company owned books, and I think it is kind of time for him to uh, jump and sort of do his thing. Um, sure. And he was doing a ton of books at the same time, too. Like, his workload was insane. But it'll be cool just to see all the things that he comes up with. Like, he's got Royal City, which he wrote and illustrated. And then um, there's a second book that's just coming out as a graphic novel that he wrote and illustrated. Plus, he's got, I think, two more series they just announced that he's writing. From oh, Image. nice. So, yeah. Crazy stuff from that guy. So, that's, that's awesome. I don't know. And then Scott Snyder, obviously, with Witches coming back in pretty soon. And All-Star Batman still going, so... Yeah, Witches, uh, I'm excited for that. I am too. Did you know that Jock, the artist on Witches, was like one of the lead costume and concept artists for Star Wars Episode Eight? Oh, really? Yeah, that's why like they haven't been doing Witches for a while, because he was fucking doing Star Wars. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's... I'm that's okay excusable, with that. yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Like he And he did all the concept art and production for um, Dread and Ex Machina as well. Oh, I knew he did it for Dread. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know he did it for X Machina. Man, that guy's cool. His art's so cool. So cool, dude. Like he and he did obviously like he did Black Mirror that we talked about way long ago on the show. Um mm-hmm. like the yeah, like he designed Ava in X Machina. Which is like oh, one cool. of the most beautiful looking artificial life robots ever, you know? Yeah. Um anyway, yeah, so I'm I'm stoked on that. Um and then Oh, I read, uh, so Bright, that's, we talked about the trailer last week coming out on Netflix. Yes. The Will Smith movie where he plays a cop in Los Angeles that's also, like, a world of magic. Like a Tolkienian yep. Los Angeles. 
Um, I so I, I read the script for that, and I won't give away any spoilers. But holy fucking shit, is that script damn good, dude? Oh, awesome! It's like I cannot wait to see some of this shit come to life. The the only thing that I will say is that uh, the title "Bright" um, is is like basically it's police jargon for a uh, a magic user in this world. Okay, don't say anymore. Stop talking. Yeah, I won't say anymore. Anyway, it's it's just it's so fucking cool. Like it's 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 insanely good. It fuses like literally all of the best elements from like really awesome crime movies and just like this weird like Tolkienian amazing magic. It's yeah. So good. No, man, I'm I'm I am 100% on board. That sounds like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not coming out till like the end of the year, I think, but It's okay. I can wait. We can wait. Um but yeah, I think that's I think that's all of the uh, all the reading and watching that I did this week, other than Logan and Get Out, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah, I think that was it as far as I can remember yeah. right now. Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. Um, Should we talk about Logan well, first? Yeah, let's talk about Logan first. Uh, so you saw it, you saw it opening night. You saw it Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I saw it Friday night. Um, I don't know, man. First impressions. What'd you think? Yeah, let's uh, let's do a little little bit of spoiler free, and then we'll dive into spoilers. I mean, this is coming out a week after it was released, so I'm assuming most of our listeners have probably seen it by now. But we'll give some fair sport- spoiler warning first. Um, I think it's fair to say we spoil things on our show it unintentionally. Is. So, it is. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll, if we'll you're go... super worried if you're super worried about it, uh, see the movie and finish the episode. That's yeah. There we go. Um, first impressions. I. I really liked it. I'm not quite as high on it as uh, everybody else seems to be. Um, okay, good, because I'm not either. Yeah, okay, so... Because yeah. <laughs> everybody else is like, it's the best one of all time, and I was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, so here's my here's my thought on it before we before we really like dive into kind of some of the nitty-gritty. Um, I think that it was a great conclusion to uh Hugh Jackman's time as Wolverine it was a it was a good send-off for him um you know as good of a conclusion as you can write for a character like that and I thought that all of the performances were really on par you know like really on point um Mm -hmm. but there were you know there were some sort of issues or some things that I I thought uh were kind of left to be desired sure um yeah, but let's 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 go full full spoilers. Tell me tell me kind of what your overall sort of thoughts were and things that stood out to you, both good and bad. Um, I, I it's hard to pinpoint it, man, because I, I I walked out of it and I was I, and I didn't have that like I don't know I just didn't have that overwhelming like oh my god what did I just watch I was like I kind of walked out of it like okay I feel like I watched what I was what I expected I would watch was which was a Wolverine story that was much better put that was put together much better than anything that has ever been done so far. Um, Just specifically for Wolverine, you mean? Yeah, because I think that they're I think they're I think they're doing the X Men universe pretty well right now. Yeah, the overarching X Men. Um, I uh, I really liked. I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't have this. I mean, it's kind of that you know feeling where you're like something wrong with me because I I walked out of it and I was like I don't feel that this overwhelming like oh my god which I think a lot of people are feeling right now yes 
the the hype and, uh, the hype on this movie like the I, or I guess it's not hype but like the reactions to this movie have been uh, overwhelmingly positive yeah which I'm which I I mean don't get me wrong I I, I liked the movie you know I enjoyed watching it mm-hmm. um I thought there were the handful of like really meaningful scenes throughout were really good yeah um I I think what I didn't like about it I don't even want to say that I didn't like about it but I think the thing that was just kind of like that turn it into like another any other sort of action flick for me was that violence pushed the plot Mm. and in this case violence was so stabby i mean this was the stabbiest movie i've ever seen in my life yeah and i I think i was expecting that i i was expecting that because it's like it's wolverine and he stabs people but i don't know i don't know man i i don't know you you talk for a sec i i i'm having a hard time uh Articulating, articulating exa- exactly how I, I think I might need a second viewing to sort of really wrap my wrap my hand around what didn't like blow my pants off about this movie. Yeah, I. So first off, yes, I I think that I need a second viewing of it as well, just to kind of like, just to fully gauge how I think of this movie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, like for so, I you know I've seen like most. It feels like a lot of people are reacting to this movie saying it's, you know, the best X-Men film of all time. A lot of people I've been seeing have been saying it's the best superhero film of all time, best comic book movie of all time, like a lot of stuff like that. Um, I'm definitely not that high on it. I think that both Days of Future Past and Deadpool were uh, better movies than this. I think X-Men 2 was kind of on par with Logan. Um, It's kind of where I have it ranked in my head. Yeah, I think Days of Future Past and Deadpool are the best as well. Same. I, I like the the way I have them ranked and like for me personally, I've got Days of Future Past is my favorite, then Deadpool, Logan, X-Men 2, First Class, uh X-Men 1, X-Men Apocalypse, then The Wolverine, X-Men 3 and Origins. Yeah. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, that's that's for me personally. I know a lot of people really like, you know, The Wolverine, a lot of people really don't like Apocalypse. Um a lot of people uh, I, love I, First Class, but I like Apocalypse, and I liked the Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I I do too. Like honestly, the only X Men movies that I don't like are X Men Three and Wolverine Origins. Other than that, I like all of them. I'm in that. I'm in the, the. I'm in the very rare camp where I thought X Men Origins wasn't as bad as everybody says it is. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, there's some really bad things in that movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's a lot in that movie I thought they did right, and I think that the big one is. Uh, Logan and Sabretooth. I think Leif Schreiber as Sabretooth was awesome. Yes, I was bummed that he wasn't in Logan, honestly. Yeah, I, me too. I, I was, I was kind of hoping for that. Yeah. Because um, that... there's a couple things in, the Wolver- in, in it that I was like, just tie... I mean, you don't have to tie it up, but it would have been kind of fun. Yeah, I think, I think that bringing it back to his relationship with his brother would have been a really cool way to tie up the, uh, uh, the whole franchise. Like, I, you remember a while ago, I kind of wrote like a spec story for you know what like Wolverine. yeah what i would want is a third wolverine movie and it kind of centered around logan's relationship with uh sabertooth and kind of like the whole sort of weapon x type of thing where you have logan and sabertooth who are kind of like dark reflections of each other plus mm-hmm. now x23 who is sort of like this innocence that they both started out as you know what i mean like uh-huh. she kind of represents their youth with this great ability and and this sort of like violent thing within them um yeah. And so I, I don't know that like that was kind of like the thing that I kind of had had sort of I guess because I started like exploring it so deeply that was kind of the expectation I had set up in my head is like 
that it would be a movie that would kind of explore those things that were sort of already established a bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and just kind of bring that to an end because I think that that brotherly relationship, since it's been there since the beginning of his life, you know, whereas like the thing with Professor X is meaningful, you know, obviously and, and all that stuff, but I thought it would have been cool to sort of bring the beginning around to the end and have them kind of die tragically sort of together, like kill each other almost. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But there, there were, there's a couple ways I, I would have, I think I would have preferred to have seen Wolverine go out, but yeah, I thought like, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. So maybe this is a better way to describe how I feel about it because if let's like, let's say this was all we had, right. Or I don't know how to phrase it. Like, I don't know. The X-Men world is such a mess. Yes. That I think, I think maybe I, because, and because they, 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 they reference all the old movies, right? Well, mostly just, mostly just the first X-Men. Well, and they, and the Wolverine is referenced with the samurai sword. Was it? Over his bed. Yeah. Over his bed, he's got that samurai sword. That's the samurai sword from Wolverine through the, from the Wolverine. Oh, I totally, I, like, I, I forgot about that scene entirely. Him having the, the samurai sword in this movie. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Maybe that was I, I. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. Maybe I'm just broken. But the timeline is uh, a little messy. And and by the way, I do want to say that like I I was not at all trying to say that I wrote a better movie than these guys no, did. No, like no, 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 no. I don't. I don't think you were saying that at all. No, I just was kind of adding on. Um, because yeah. I think I don't know, man. I mean, I think there's like so much other important stuff with Wolverine, and that there. Yeah, maybe maybe that was what was hard for me. It was like. I don't think Wolverine would just go to be a. It, it seems somewhat out of character for him to be a cab driver at the end, you know. Yes. So that that was kind of my, I guess, my big problem with this is like the point that he starts out at was so like just weird for him. Um, yeah. Because we see it like in in Old Man Logan or in like you know Death of Wolverine, some of these sort of like older uh, Wolverine stories where it's kind of like post apocalyptic and he's at the end of his you know rope or whatever like he's never doing something like that no you know what i mean like he sort of like found a life for himself in the woods or yeah it seems more of that kind of a guy who's gonna like go back to simplicity and and avoid people not be a cab driver i, I don't know it just didn't feel that didn't feel right but i mean that's sort of a, I, I but i do so to to then counter counter contradict myself i think part of that was specifically because he was doing it for Xavier, yeah. Uh, which, which is, you know, on the other hand, I can also see that. I can also see Wolverine acting in that, uh, doing that kind of a job specifically to take care of, you know, basically his father, his father figure. Yeah, I like. There were a lot of ways to do it. I think that the reason that they had it be that specific thing was so that they could, you know, make it a plot device for him to to come into contact with Laura and um, ah, shit, I forgot her mom's name. I don't remember. Uh, so, but you know, speaking of Laura, yes. I thought I thought I thought that actress stole the show. Yeah, holy I thought, shit! I thought she was the breakout thing in that movie. I I I, I she was so good. She was insanely uh, solid, and I don't know how old that actress is, but like, my like God. eight. I mean, Jesus, she can't be more than ten. Yeah. <clears throat> it's insane when they find such skilled uh, child actors. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no. So, so that was Daphne yeah. Keene. To talk is her about name. to talk, yeah. To talk about the positives, that was that was definitely one of them. Um, 
Yeah, she, doesn't say, doesn't yeah. say how old she is. Damn, that's that's annoying. Yeah, she's she's only been in one thing before. Um, yeah. yeah, she she was insanely good. I guess she's half uh, Spanish. Okay, so she's between eleven and twelve, somewhere in okay. there. Makes sense. Um, so that was super good. Um, you know, I mean, you know, like I just like a quintuple warning about spoilers, but. Uh, uh, I I I felt like Xavier's death was rushed. Yes. And like of all the characters ever that would like be taken out in some movie, I don't know, man. I just didn't that didn't feel it felt like he was trying to go for like one quick jolt of like a oh it happened. Yeah. And I think that I think that character deserves more uh and something more and I, I'm going to I'm, I'm this is why I'm having a hard time articulating myself because I, I'm constantly contradicting myself because yeah, that was all that was rough. But then the whole scene where he's like burying him and crying and like that was like super emotional. Yeah, and that was really hit home. insanely emotional and really hit home. So it was it was hard, man. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think here's the thing is that I think James Mangold is a talented and skilled director uh, I do not, however, think that he is exceptional. So when it comes to scenes like that, where you can tell he's really going for something, you know, he has an idea that he wants to, uh, to sort of see through, like with the sort of random suddenness of death, and especially the, I guess, the poetic nature of it being a l- form of Logan killing him. Um, you know, I think that there were a lot of themes that he was chasing after there. I just don't think he quite hit all of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but I mean, overall, I really liked it. I thought Stephen Merchant as Caliban was super good. That was great. It kind of made me wish that he had been Caliban in Apocalypse. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it no, weird was... that those movies were like back to back and it was a different Caliban in both of them, you know? Well, I think they're trying to make him look older specifically. That's fair. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. I So I, I kind of liked the fact that it was like it was a post-apocalyptic story, but it was only really post-apocalyptic for mutants. You know what I mean? Like the the rest of like America was kind of like it was like the rest of America was kind of like doing okay, you know, and just right. sort of okay so, like all the humans. But speaking of that, do they do they put them? Are they now bound into a trap? Like, did that spoil the end of the X Men movies, or is this supposed to take place in a different universe? It's a different timeline. So this, okay. yeah, so this takes place in the other timeline that was created after Days of Future Past. Okay. The the one where like everything like he came back and everything was all happy sunshine good after uh, right. all those years, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is that timeline. So like, there's there's a bunch of alternate things that happened. A lot of the like fence posts and stuff like that are still kind of there. Um. But yeah, but then like it also doesn't make sense because then how does he have the samurai sword and all that's like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know. That that timeline's such a mess. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's its own timeline. Who knows. Um, but here's the last th- here's the last thing I'm going to say about it. And we can, unless you have anything else, we can we can yeah. move on. But the last thing I'm going to say is I I I did I think the thing I I think the thing I disliked most was that um, X24 was literally a clone of him. Yeah, and I and it's like the same like villain problem of you can only fight a villain who has the same powers you do. Yeah, it's it's the the Superman complex, you know, where like it's just, exactly, it's you and know, I think that go ahead. I think he could have made a better movie where the the villain isn't 
as much another supervillain, but the villain is just Wolverine at the end of his days, right? Yeah. That's the that's the antagonist of the movie is Wolverine himself, which they had in the movie, but then they had to also include like evil Wolverine, which I was like, you don't need to do. I don't know. That's I think that that that's probably the biggest problem I had with that movie. Yeah, I think, and it was another case where like. I don't know, having Sabretooth in that role would have actually put some emotion into those fights. Exactly. Because it's like, because with, with you know, with, with Logan fighting a clone of himself, there's absolutely no emotion there. It's just like, oh yeah, I should probably kill this guy who's better than me because like he's trying to kill me and he's not a real human or whatever. Uh, exactly. It's just, uh, uh, here's me, robot me, and I'm going to, you know, yeah, there's no there's no weight to it. And the whole movie, the whole intention of the movie is, how much weight can we put behind this? Because mm-hmm. your favorite character is going to die. And your other favorite, you know, Professor Xavier, he's going to die. And we're, we're also panting, passing the mantle onto the new Wolverine. And Yeah. And it, uh, it would have been a great place to literally, like, to just have Logan and Victor, you know, kill each other, essentially. Have Logan sacrifice himself to kill Victor, but in so doing, killing himself and make it sort of this... You know, again, this this poetic end to their, you know, crazy long journey as brothers. Yeah. Um, and I, I also, <laughs> you know, post post the that I don't like how that battle ended either. But uh, his death scene was really good. Yes. And super touching. And like the thing that got me the most about that whole that whole death and burial scene was the the little the little fat kid who was holding the Wolverine toy it was just like. Oh, tearjerker. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, and then, I mean, freaking, you know, Laura's reaction to him dying, too. She's like, just like the, the sort of desperation and like that. I don't know. Again, her like her fucking performance could not have been better. Uh, she yeah, she she crushed it. So here's the here's the here's the other thing that's frustrating to me about this. This movie ends on something that I want to be the future of the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know? I like the new mutants I, type it, thing. I want it to be the new mutants and I want it to be those kids. I want yes. it to be this little this little group of minority kids and you can get back to the roots of like this is a good segue and I get out but the, uh, to, to to like what makes the X-Men X-Men, you know? Like using the X-Men as a metaphor for for minorities and using it for, you know, people who are different. Yes. Uh and now you've got this group of kids, you've got X23 who's like, you know, the new Wolverine. She can be the star of the show. She's, she's proven to be an amazing actress. And then all these other kids that, that you know that didn't have enough screen time, so they're and, you know you could be slightly re- interchangeable there with the actors. But that'd be good, man. That would be a good future of X Men because then you can start from scratch. You can say brand new team, brand new everything. Yes. Throw out all the old X Men stuff, you know, and start fresh, start new, do something different, quit rehashing. Yeah, I, we don't we we don't need rehashed in the X Men universe anymore because you're doing it to death and it's not good. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, I would love I would love for that to be the New Mutants movie. They are developing a New Mutants movie, but it's pretty obvious that that won't be what it is because James McAvoy uh, has been heavily rumored to be in the New Mutants movie, which means that it'll be kind of like in that you know '80s '90s X Men timeline. Uh huh. Which I mean, that you know, that's good. Whatever, like take it in a a new direction but like yeah these these kids like that's all i could think the entire time is like damn i want a new mutants movie with these kids you know with with richter and with laura and all these other like new interesting 
mutant kids that have like been you know fighting for their lives and have this common bond of like being totally grown totally, in man, a like a little study yeah, like a little earthquake power and some nature power and yeah you know ice breath power and like different something different yeah absolutely uh, so i'm with 100 percent with you that i that if they if they squander the potential at the end of that movie that will be a, uh, that will be a waste yeah especially just like just purely if for nothing else the fact that daphne keen is like a perfect x23 and would be amazing to center a movie around yep and i thought it would have been like I, before the movie came out i thought it would have been cool to have her like in the x-force movie you know like as sort of like a wolverine stand-in but she's a like a tiny kid like that's you know crazy violent and serves the wolverine mo- role but in like this weird turned way yeah, that'd be cool i thought that would have been awesome but they are i mean it does seem like they might be going in sort of a new direction with the uh x-men they like the 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 shooting name or whatever is supernova they'll have a different title but it seems like they are kind of going in a different direction with that because the rumors are that a brian singer is not going to be directing it uh b uh it's going to be kind of like more of a you know sci-fi space you know dark phoenix saga like but more cosmic um mm. which i think it'd be cool to take the x-men films in because that's something they've never really explored is the cosmic area of the x-men franchise uh-huh. and i think it would do something to separate that franchise a bit more from like the deadpool and x-force movies and stuff like that keep them a little more separate thematically sure sure um but i don't know i mean i guess you know we'll have to see it the future does sound promising for the X-Men films with the sort of two separate kind of universes they're building. Um, mm-hmm. But it will be disappointing if they squander the potential that that sort of entirely new young cast has given them. Oh, I mean, they've got they've got something ripe right there. And then they I just I know it, man. They're not going to do anything with that because they're stupid. Yeah, probably. Um only time will tell though and we can we can hope that the x-men films continue to be great so that they don't have to get absorbed into the marvel cinematic universe and get underserved (laughs) yeah because that's the thing in in that expansive large universe the x-men franchise will definitely get underserved i i think you're right and i think that um i think that i i I wholeheartedly agree i think that'd be a mistake i think that at this point there's no there's no niche for that anymore yeah there's no it's too late you can't just like you can't dump them in there and no not after like 12 movies you know or no, 10 movies however many it is too much yeah and like and uh, in, in the comics they've never blended well together anyway like the avengers side I'd of see, it and the x-men side I, that i disagree with because really? I, yeah i do i think that the i think that one thing i really like in the comics i think it works really well that they are separate in the comics but they they when they when they bleed over together, I think it can work really well, and I think they've done some really interesting stuff with it. You know, because a lot of the X Men have, have from time to time been on the Avengers. Yeah, um, well, Storm's that, relationship with Black Panthers like always been really a big thing. I um, I guess my biggest so problem. I, go ahead. Oh, I just and 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 they, they, I think they do it. They can do it really well, and it's and it's really fun to see, and I really like how they've touched on that because they do keep them somewhat isolated. I mean, the X-Men do sort of live in their own world off from the, uh, the rest of the Marvel stuff. So yeah. I, I think it's absolutely possible, but I don't think it's possible to put that. But, but here's the thing. They've had the time and the space and the, 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 the ability to, you know, comic books, man, they can put them out monthly. So there's just like, yeah. they've got, 
they've got the medium there to be able to really do that. And it doesn't always work, but when it works, it works really well. But to put that into the movies at this point, it's just it's 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 way too late. Yeah. And it's going to get it would be force fed in. And then the other and then you would probably get another rehash of the X-Men origin story and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, nah, we don't we don't need that anymore. Maybe in like 100 years. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like you don't need it right. You don't need it right now. The concept of mutants has been very well explored. Um, Yes. I like I guess my my biggest the biggest disconnect has always been for me that the X-Men and the Avengers both exist in the same universe where mutants are feared and reviled where uh you know superheroes or people with powers who aren't mutants are kind of worshipped and revered you know what I mean like that that sort of like the 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 difference there has never made any sense to me like why the population sure. of the Marvel universe would hate mutants, but then be totally cool with like Thor or Captain America or, you know, any of the other Avengers with superpowers. Sure. No, I mean, that's an excellent point. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so rating, um, I'm going to give it, uh, uh, seven out of 10 snicks. <laughs> nice. Um, I'll give it, uh, I'm going to give it five out of six Wolverine claws. Okay. Actually, wait, I'm going to give it five out of six X 23 claws. Ooh. Cause she has the two in her feet and then the four in her hands. That's correct. Ha ha. Gotcha. On a, on a technicality. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. It wasn't dark Knight level and it wasn't days of future past level, but it was really good. Anyway, uh, no, I, I, I would definitely not put that on anywhere near the list of best superhero movies. Yeah, like Dark Knight. I put it up. I put it up high, but I wouldn't put it at the top at all. Yeah, Dark Knight, Winter Soldier, Days of Future Past. Like those are kind of my three tent poles. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War is really good. Um, okay, so should we move on to Get Out? Yeah, because we both just saw it literally right before we started recording. Fuck yeah, we did. Uh, were we were we gonna have a, a a special guest join the show or no? Oh, I don't think so. Well, we can just start going. Um, I'll find out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, get out. I'll I'll sort of I'll I'll set the scene while you find out. Um, get out is the directorial debut of Jordan Peele from uh, Key and Peele fame. Uh, not a comedy movie though, and not starring Jordan Peele in any way. It is a horror movie. Uh. This film features a lot of new talent, uh, actors all over the place that uh, you probably haven't seen in a ton of things before, but it is about a young African-American man who visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate, and boy, do things go awry. Yeah, so I I think with this one, I I think we should be very careful because it's, it's, I don't know. There there are a lot of things in this movie that we cannot speak to. As no, just... that's not what I'm. That's that's not what I mean. I mean, uh, I mean more to the sense of like, like with Logan. Yeah, we just spoiled it. It's been out for a while. This movie's been out about the same time, maybe longer. But I think this one's important enough that. Yeah. Well, and it's I'm not. I don't want to spoil anything. That's what I'm, I'm. What I'm getting at is I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's not like a a blockbuster or anything. So it's it's another one of those movies that kind of like it'll take a while for everybody to have seen it. 
It's getting some huge hype though. It's a, it dude, is. it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, or I think it's now it's down to like ninety nine percent. But yeah, it's like um, one of the highest ratings I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was one of the best horror films I've ever seen. I agree there. So I haven't watched a ton of horror films, uh, but at, like out of the horror films that I have seen, this movie is especially just considering the 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 relevance of it how much it it really is like you know because a lot of horror films that i watch now like our old ones um that you know are a bit like like i watch a lot of horror movies like the shining and stuff like that that are really good horror movies uh but at the same time like they're not they don't hold that much relevancy to you know kind of like the world today Mm -hmm. um and so you know, with that being said, watching Get Out, which is a movie that is very much rooted in, you know, 2016, 2017, uh, the relevancy of the fears that this movie explores, you know, obviously just kind of the fears in the world um, and the sort of um, the amount of like looking at yourself and kind of just like the world around you and, and making an honest assessment of of your experience and the, the experiences of people around you. I think that all of those things combined just obviously on top of just the amount of like pitch perfect filmmaking uh really just yeah just makes it probably the best horror movie that i've ever seen personally just so good um yeah i mean i think it's safe to i think we could at least safely say that this movie deals with a lot of racial tension yeah i mean that's so i mean i think we could talk about stuff that's shown in the trailer you know what i mean like uh I just don't want to say too much because it's like, I don't know, it was so cool. But um, I, I, I don't know. I think that I think the top at the top of my list was I, I I think this movie's with you know sort of what's going on in the world right now. I think this one's very important film to see. Yeah, uh, and a very important film to 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 watch, um, not as just as a horror movie, but to take to really take in metaphor, to really take in yeah. s- substance, and really take in sort of all these little micro moments that you're, that you witness throughout that are very intentionally put there. Yeah. And they're not, and uh, like, that's the thing is a lot of it, I think as long as you're paying attention, a lot of it's pretty overt and obvious. And so it, it's not like you have to sit there and like, look for all the like tiny little clues, but like, you know, you pay attention to this movie and you'll see what the messages are. Yeah. Well, yeah and it's just like, it's a, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's such an, I mean, you know, see, he specifically said, I, I, I was going to read an article before we started and I didn't get a chance to get through the whole thing, but he said, you know, what, what's scarier than real life? Yes. Um, no, cause it is like, it's, it's a, it's a very heightened version of, you know, of fears that like friends of mine have, have openly talked about before. And like, it's, you know, it, and it's something that you can understand. Like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of the fears and, and things that this movie explores are specific to the, experience of being you know black in in you know sort of white america but there are a lot of those feelings you know you can kind of like you know you can remember like and and relate it to sort of feelings that you have of like just being in a place where you don't feel comfortable or you know like kind of a new place where things kind of feel hostile and being sort of out of your comfort zone and it's like you know just putting that on a grander scale of like oh and that's every day you know Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um yeah and and it really just highlights you know like you know like it highlights um you know what what microaggressions are 
Yes. It highlights, you know, it highlights what, you know, I don't know how we, how we sort of view racism by not viewing it sort of. Does that make sense? Or yeah, like, the, sort of like the ignoring you know, racism or trying to be like, I don't know, see color. Yeah, exactly. Like trying to be colorblind or, and, and what I like about it too, is that it does like, it, you know, there, there's a lot in there that you kind of can look at and go, oh, that's like, you know, talking about the divide between our country, but it's also like, I think it does do a good job of sort of pointing a bit of a finger or I guess shining the mirror at the, the liberal white America that's like, Oh yeah, no, we're super, we're, you know, post racism, we're post racial. And like, you know, we're like totally down with what, you know, like that, that kind of, uh, liberal white person attitude that I think a lot of, you know, I, I don't know. I think most white people who try to be, uh, who, who try to be like accepting and, and progressive and whatever. Like, I think a lot of people will fall into things like that uh, unintentionally or trying too hard to like be progressive, end up falling into this weird zone where you're like, you know, hurting more than you're helping. Well, yeah. Or just not, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily hurting is, 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 is more than helping. I mean, I'm, I'm certain in some cases, but I think it's more just interesting to just highlight, like just, just, to, I don't know, just to highlight. Yeah. Uh, just trying to spotlight that, on things. What that world looks like. And, you know, and yeah. maybe now you can have a, maybe, maybe, you know, in watching something like that and taking it, you know, taking, taking, taking away what you will and hopefully taking away from it. Like, oh, these are things that exist. And, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's probably not even intentional and it's probably just generic learned behavior uh generic is not the right word but just to learn behavior and there's nothing we can you know you don't have to you don't have to beat yourself up beat beat yourself up over it but now you don't have to yeah you don't don't ignore it now you can sort of like be aware of i don't know be aware of it and 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 add that to your wheelhouse of being a being a just being a person being (laughs) a human i don't know i mean like i think so i think that some of the things that this movie talks about uh are similar to there was uh after the election there was a really good saturday night live skit with um chris rock and dave Chappelle. Do you remember the one i'm talking about it's like while the election results are coming in uh and they're like in the apartment with a bunch of white friends or whatever watching the election results yes it's really good and i think that like some of the things that that skit sort of talks about is a lot of the the themes that this film explores but in sort of a different way and obviously a different way this is horror and that's comedy so of course the approach would be different but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And then, I mean, just, you know, sort of to shift and talk about the the pure filmmaking of it, um, this movie was directed, like, so, so masterfully. Like, every aspect of it, it's insane for this to be somebody's debut as a director, the first time they've ever directed anything, uh, and have it be this good, you know? I, I Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Um uh, it's, I do. I think this. I think this was. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was just like. I was. I was watching the. You know, just kind of like observing some of the shots and the lighting and and kind of the framing that they use to build tension and to like make things feel so uncomfortable. And obviously, there's a lot of really cool abstract uh, things that they kind of explore in it. That it's it, like it was just it was incredible to watch that type of stuff come out of somebody who's never done it before. Sure. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. It was good. Music yeah. was super good. The acting was super. I mean, 
fuck, man, it was a good movie. And I, um, feel, I feel like with Jordan Peele, like, he... I don't know. I almost expect him like the next thing that he directs or or writes because he did write and direct this. Um, I almost feel like the next thing that he does will probably not even be horror or comedy. Like it almost feels like he's starting to try and build this sort of Swiss Army knife, you know, utilitarian like I can do everything sort of rapport. Yeah. Um, and it just like watching this movie and how incredibly like just capable he was at something that he's never done before, like. It, it made me super excited to see where he goes next with it. Absolutely. Um, yes. No, I, I don't know. It's tricky. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get like too. I don't want to get too into all the details of, of the movie. But I think the details of the movie are what is important about this movie. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> uh, we can, uh, you know, we can like. I think we. I think. I think this is. I, I think this is worth a revisiting. I think it's worth a revisiting. We can get. Uh, I'd love to have some some. Uh, people of color on to talk about it as well and really sort of like i think it's an i I just think it's a really important movie and i think it's would be worth talking about yeah no i've actually more in more more in depth than like um it was really good i liked it yeah i've so i've i've got a friend that i'm actually uh working on a probably uh soon a new podcast to add to our sort of repertoire with who's he he's i think he's seeing it either tonight or tomorrow that we could bring back on at some point soon and kind of talk to him about it because he like he and i talk movies a lot i work with him um and we talk movies a lot in general anyway, like, you know, Star Wars and just random shit like that. And uh, we were talking about this movie, kind of building up to it. And uh, I don't know, just, you know, I like it's a very it's a very interesting perspective, especially, yeah, just the, the cultural relevancy of it. And so I'll, since I, since we're probably going to be having a podcast with he and I on our website anyway, it'd be probably a good time to, uh, you know, bring him on our show and talk about that and talk about this movie and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, um, uh, well, I'm gonna give it a rating. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it. This this one's hard to find a way to rate it. Uh, it's not a no, gimmicky comic give... book movie with an easy thing to rate. I know, right? I think I'm gonna give it. I don't think I've given anything a perfect score yet, so I'm gonna give this. I think I'm gonna give this one a perfect score. Oh, fuck you! I was about to do that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like it's just it's especially in the horror genre and especially in the horror genre today it is so fucking rare for a movie to completely blow me away like that no for it, yes if this was if this was not in the horror genre i'd probably would be i'd be classifying it somewhat differently but because it's in the horror genre and because of the cultural importance of this movie and because of the god just like how masterfully it was put together i would yeah, yeah, this gets a this gets a perfect score. It's a perfect storm of of I think a lot of things that that contribute to how good it was, and so yeah, I I think I'm gonna give it a perfect score perfect score as well. Um, really quick, I do want to point out the uh, the lead actor uh, from this movie whose name is or actually no, I think I might have fallen down like a a random YouTube rabbit hole while looking at this movie on IMDb. Um, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. I was about to say that he was in the new Predator reboot with a lot of other like really awesome uh, cast members, but I actually like I, I fell through a, just a weird like rabbit hole. No, you did. Clicking through he's not some weird stuff, but he is in Black Panther. Oh, he's gonna be in Black Panther. He's gonna be in Black freaking Panther, dude. Nice. He was in Sicario. Uh, a lot of good movies. He's like just looking back through his filmography. He was in Black Mirror and a bunch of other stuff. Like he seems to be one of these actors. Like um kind of like Tom Hardy or somebody like that who's like always in just like super interesting 
you know, kind of like unique or just really well put together films, mm-hmm. you know, or like Oscar Isaac, like just those, those actors that somehow tend to just like always pick really fantastic roles. Um, yeah. I don't know. He seems to be building that kind of repertoire over the last few years. Nice. So that's always fun. Um, yeah. Anyway. So is there anything else we want to talk about, uh, before wrapping up the, uh, the show here? Uh, no. Um, I would just as a reminder, uh, go pick up Eclipse by Zach Clapp, Kaplan. Uh, yes. Read that. Uh, give you some uh, give you some uh, fodder for uh, next week's episode. Um, yeah. So we're also we're also doing. Yeah, did you want to add on to that? Yeah, I want to add on to that. Uh, volume one, volume one of Eclipse, the trade paperback, just barely came out. Uh, I think last week or two weeks ago. So you can pick it up uh, in comic book stores everywhere. It's from Image and Top Cow. Um, it's just nine ninety nine, like, you know, super cheap, just like every image first trade. Um, it's written by Zach and, uh, with art by Giovanni Timpano, I think is his last name. Um, re- like really good art. I-, I was actually blown away by this guy that I had never seen before. Um, and the trade paperback is chock full of really, really awesome back matter that talks about the development of the, of the comic and kind of like all of their process from writing art, lettering, color, like everything. Um, and so it's like, I think it's, it's worth it a for the really cool story that it tells, but B for just the amount of insight that it gives you into the creative process of this book. Um, it's definitely worth that 10 bucks. I mean, I, I, I was really surprised by the amount that they were putting into this trade. Um, and then issue number five, I think will be coming out the week that we have Zach Kaplan on. So nice. So that'll be fun. Um, and then I was going to, the other thing yeah. was a reminder, uh, superior foes of Spider-Man. We're going to talk about that at some point in the future. Yeah. I think, I think we'll be talking about superior foes, uh, the week after next. So after we have Zach on the show, um, then I think that week after we'll be reading superior foes. Uh, and then either the week after that or the following week, we've got another guest. Uh, we have kind of a, a lineup of guests that we'll be doing pretty much every other week for the next couple months. Uh, and maybe for the indefinite future past that, we'll find out. Um, yep. We're not, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll be fun to just keep announcing each guest the week before they're on, just to keep everyone on their toes, on their toesy woesies. Yep, agreed. Uh, agreed. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what we got coming down the pipeline. So remember to, uh, tweet or email your questions into us. If you don't remember those emails or the tweets, uh, they are always in the show notes. Um, so reach out to those, reach out to us with those questions for Zach. Obviously we kind of have a structure that we're, uh, using going into the, the interview, but since we're still kind of new at this, you know, we're, we're looking to, to find our footing and, uh, figure out the best way to, to do this kind of stuff. So. Feel free to yep. uh, to send in your questions and and uh, whatever stuff you'd like us to ask him. But that's uh, shit. That's that's the that's the show this week. Yeah. Till next time. Yeah. Till next time. Leave us them reviews on iTunes and follow our shit. Love you. Boom. I have to tell you about a character. Thank you.